Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Bijou Podcasts This is episode four of The Stacey June Show. Today, I want to talk to you about you and me. I'm Stacey Jean. Hello. I want to help you find your inner spark. And I promise you, this podcast is going to be so much more than a motivational meme. By sharing the teachings and lessons I've learned on my path to spiritual and personal growth, you too can connect with your true self and become the most honest, worthy and powerful version of yourself you can be. This podcast is going to be about connecting with others and reconnecting you with yourself learning to enjoy the good stuff in the moment, the lessons in the hard stuff, which is often where they live, and to always find the funny in the fucked. Welcome to my home on this kind of cloudy, cloudy morning. It is a complete flip of what the temperature and the weather has been over the past couple of weeks. And I think I actually have got some kind of nasal situation or at least sound a little bit. Do I? And so I'm not going to apologize for that, but I wanted to give a bit of a, a heads up. Hey guys, welcome to your self-centered Sunday podcast episode. I am Stacey June uh, and I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. I'm a little bit tired and I don't know about if you guys live in Sydney, uh, we've had kind of a week of rainy, cloudy weather, uh, which means that you can go pretty introverted, but I, I find myself still pretty focused and, and, um, and task oriented, which is good because I'm tracking my cycle at the moment, uh, my period cycle for those of you that are unaware what a cycle is. Uh, and I'm trying to have a, I'm just trying to track where I'm at, how I feel from day to day and see what parts of my cycle kind of week one, week two, week three, week four, I'm uh, most disciplined and most effective and maybe most not effective and most emotional and trying to watch that and see how I can, I don't know, utilize it to my best, to the, the best of my abilities and, and use it as a advantage as opposed to kind of being surprised that I feel like that on a certain day because I'm already on to a, a second month because I think the first month makes it a little bit, little bit tricky because you just, you've got one month to work with. But once you start to see the trackings and, and the notes you've made of a second month, you can see, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You see similarities. You see that there's things that have repeated almost. And so that then allows you, I suppose, to move forward and think, okay, well, if that's going to happen, maybe you do it for three months. Um, what I, I know to expect that or at least kind of prepare for that and make sure that there are times where I'm having bigger conversations or meetings or 
writing something more serious that they can sit over here and then other times I need to kind of take it easy. I don't know. I think it's a nice way to be. I'm, I'm thinking about putting a course on or maybe even doing a show on that type of work a little bit more extensively uh, later on. So I will keep you posted if you're interested. Uh, thank you for being here. I hope you enjoyed last week's. Um, I'm really just trying to sit in the moment. I've recorded a, a couple of these self-centered podcasts with where I've been feeling from time to time, uh, but I'm not quite ready to share some of them, to be honest. But I just want you to know every single episode you get, when I recorded them in that moment, they were truly raw and truly real. And sometimes my life is pretty public and open and there's going to be times that I just want to keep some stuff private, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to record them in that kind of true um, true sense, like they are true to time and true to feeling. So whenever you get them, you got them on a day where it was I was feeling it pretty raw. Today, I, um, I feel a little bit of, well, I feel a lot of gratitude and I suppose um, pride in, you know, the way that I've had to approach the last couple of months. Uh, Sorry, well, a couple of months, but mostly the last couple of weeks I want to talk about today. And I don't know why, for some reason over the past week or so I've been, maybe even a bit longer, I've been quite homesick. And I don't, I'm not sure what's triggered it. There's a few things that have made it worse, but what initially triggered it, I'm not 100% sure. I think when uh, my husband and I, Ben, started doing our goals, we we really opened up and had a look at what a five-year plan was versus a one-year plan. And what I didn't think about in those in that environment and, and that kind of thought setting which I had, which was I had a bit of an idea of where I'd like to be in five years. I had a bit of an idea of where I wanted to be at the end of this year or at least in a year's time. But then I didn't give any any weight or any thought into what happens in between. And I, I, th- I really realized that it doesn't have to be just the one year of what you have now and then what you have in five years. There's a whole lot of years in the middle that can be filled with lots of other things that you might want to do. And I think I'm talking about houses and locations and where we're living. And, I, and you know, I realized that in those moments, we both agreed that we don't want to live um, anywhere away from the water. And that, I think, brought up two things. We may not live forever where we currently live, but we probably won't live long term or we won't live long term where I'm from, which is the city of Melbourne. And so they were big I guess, realizations and a conversation that we had for me, because that's where my family and friends all live. Um, And I've been very comfortable in that I've lived away from Melbourne for a long, long time. Uh, But I guess it's just that real conversation, that realization that that's going to stay the same. But what I did realize in that is that my partner had never lived there and that we have some time before we get to that point in between. And it's not so much that I said, okay, let's move home to Melbourne in that time. It was more just about that could be an option. Overseas could be an option. We could do anything. I could move closer to family up north. You know, there were so many different options that we have in that time. And it really gave me this opening to think about, you know, all the time you have rather than just focusing on the timelines around goals, because I think five year is there and it's like, okay, well, those are big things that I want. And then what I want immediately, of course, are here. But then there's space. There's all this space to kind of do a bit of everything. And I think, I don't know if you're a person starting a family or when you did start a family, you thought about this, but 
as for us and because we are trying to start a family, you do start to have really big conversations and really big, I don't know, um, thoughts about the future and and where you want to set up. And it kind of got a bit carried away where I'm like, we don't have to actually set everything up next year. Like if we, we might not even have this baby until next year. We might not even be pregnant until next year. We don't know. And so why would we start then thinking about buying a property where our kids would go to school potentially when we're not going to, we don't have to be there for another six years. And it was an interesting concept because I think you think, okay, starting family, we live where we are. What's the house like? Okay, this could last us to this long. Then we must next step go into the place. It's a forever place. Well, why? I don't think, I know that kids may need security and that kind of stuff. And this might change once we actually have children. But yeah, there's something really, um, there was something really freeing about the option to be able to keep things interesting and not feel like we needed to get to this end point, which was a much more long-term settled point for a period of time. And it took pressure off. It made me feel like I had options and choice And then it brought up, as I was saying earlier, a sense of homesickness because all of a sudden I had this ability to think about what would life be like if I was to live back in Melbourne for a period of time. And it felt like it would be awesome. (laughs) I would miss the water, of course, but I think knowing that it wouldn't be forever would be pretty amazing because the thing about Melbourne is that the people are the best kinds of people. And I know you guys must live all around the world and all around the country, but I think you always have that sense of the best kind of people where you grew up, right? And and they're my people there. I trust people there. I know that people have my back there. And I know more importantly that people trust me. Things happen, you know, you're not always going to be your perfect person, but that's okay with people that trust you and and that do see the good in you and 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 that know that people are flawed. And I think that's important too is that you know often when you live away or you live somewhere else you are constantly trying to put your best foot forward. And that and and that's what I guess I sometimes refer to as fake is that it is sometimes this I guess best foot forward approach and we are all trying to have everybody like us. But there is this real lack of opportunity then for us to get to know each other as real people that aren't perfect. And so I had a bit of a think about that and I did start to feel a bit homesick and sometimes that makes me feel a little bit alone. And I'm, as I've mentioned on this show before, I am going through a fertility journey. At the moment, we're not actually trying, but there's a really big lot of processes and discipline I've having on my own body and in my mind that is feeling quite isolating to some degree. So I found myself feeling pretty solo, pretty alone, and and I'm still setting up friendships here, and, and but they're not the kinds of level of friendship I suppose I was craving when I started to feel that sense of, of home, and and there's just, I, I don't have work here that's tying me here anymore. You know, I, I came here for a very big job. I then continued to do some work on that last year. And now none of it is, I'm, I'm, I feel free saying it. None of it is tying me here. None of it means I need to be here. So on one, on one side of that, it was completely freeing and amazing. But then there was this other side that was, I am so alone. I work most of the day by myself. I do speak to people and have meetings, but I'm I'm all on my own.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I really struggled with this when I was single. I, I do believe it was one of the big first lessons I needed to learn about myself was how to be okay being by myself. And I say one of the big first lessons, but that's probably one of the like the main lesson for most of us, right? When we go down that process of being with a partner for a long time and then finding ourselves in life and having to deal with big things all solo. And you have people around you, but there is something different about standing on your own two feet, making decisions without that speed dial call to a partner and going to bed by yourself with your thoughts and and with the worries of the world or the exciting parts of the world on your own. And I think that stems back to me from when my mum and dad divorced and my dad, I, I remember having nightmares of him being by himself. I remember really thinking there was just something, I was only 12 at the time, but I remember having this real essence of, oh my God, I can't even think about him being by himself and would have nightmares of the house going on fire and him not having anyone to wake him up. There was a real fear there of him being alone, which I think is his fear. And I've carried that as my fear. And I think a lot of us would carry that from male people in our lives, men in our lives as well, because I think there is this real, particularly that generation, this fear of how do I be on my own? And for some of them, they didn't necessarily look after themselves. You know, women were doing a lot of the stuff at home. So, you know, there's plenty of, plenty of, um, I suppose, ways that we can go into the complexities of that time. But that's where I think it started from. I had a bit of an understanding that that was going to be an awful experience for my dad. And then, thought the same thing. When I got out of a big relationship, I was with a guy in my 20s for almost eight years and had this real same, you know, same problem. So when I find myself having really clocked that and, you know, doing all my, the work that I teach and and share on Single Pringle now, and you can check that out, Single Pringle on Instagram, if you're a singleton trying to find ways to be comfortable by yourself or head to stacyjune.com forward slash workshops. There's lots of cool stuff that I do there that helped me get through a lot of those times. I, I really felt like I clocked it and I, and I really did my own self-work. I did my own workshops. I created them and now I share them. But at the time I was just doing them for me and I figured out a way to be really genuinely juicily happy by myself. Not all the time, but I did. And so when I started to find these feelings come up again and I was in a relationship, I was like, you're joking me. <laughs> I thought I fucking clocked this. And it, and, I, and I had this, I had these thoughts a couple, probably a couple of times last year too because my work situation changed quite dramatically. And it's interesting when they came up again this time, I found myself the next day meditating and, and doing my gratitude journal and, and sitting in this meditation that I'm currently doing, which is a grounding and heart opening exercise. And in the heart exercise, I have to think about something that makes me really happy, something that brings me joy, something that makes you smile, like physically smile. And often I think about my dog, Charlotte, that I lost all those, I lost a couple of years ago or a few years ago now. 
Um, I think about my husband, that's an instant. I think about my babies in my life, like there's a, I've got a new one, I love kids. I think about my best friend. So there's lots of different things that I think about the beach, lots of things that bring me a real physical feeling of, of happiness. But on this day, I had this sense that none of them were really kind of doing that real shiny, juicy physical thing. So I kept digging and I landed on myself and I was kind of confused at the sound. I'm still thinking, I'm like, then I started smiling and then I started feeling really good and happy and all those juicy things that I felt when I thought about my dog or my husband or things that made me happy, I was feeling them about me. And it was like this, oh, I don't know, this massive weight just lifted off my chest, getting emotional thinking about it because I don't need anyone around me to be happy. And I don't need to find all those triggers to bring a physical smile on myself. And I don't know if this comes naturally. I think I had to work on it a lot. And that's what all the self-work that I talk about on this show and I talk about on my blog and I talk about on my Instagram, why it's so fucking important. Because we can sometimes put the weight of the world in people's hands that are not good for us that do not have our best interests at heart, that sometimes even want you to fail. And I've had that recently where it, it doesn't matter how much of a good person you try and be, whether you've made mistakes, whether you haven't, that it's not good enough, that, that, that it's just better that for them that you aren't your best self, that, that forgiveness or, or conversations around that, around that, isn't isn't an option because you know you have somehow put I guess a lot of weight in the hands of someone that is thinking about themselves first and that could be a friend somebody at work it could be a partner even sometimes and that's why we've got to be really careful firstly on who we surround ourselves in but more importantly than that we need to be really really clear on ourselves and our sense of self and who we are and how we feel when we're alone. And the work that I've been doing on myself over the past six to 12 months has brought me to a place where when I had to do a heart meditation and think of something really happy, I thought of me. And it's not just a nice thing to think. It's not just something I can brag about, but it's something that then gives me power to not put the power in people's hands that aren't trustworthy or that that aren't necessarily going on your path. And and I think you can you can take the power out and that doesn't necessarily mean you need to take people out of your life. It just means that some things that happen that upset you or some things that happen that I don't, you know, you feel that aren't necessarily for your benefit lose their weight. It doesn't mean that you cut everyone out. It doesn't mean that you know you necessarily need to you know, do this massive overhaul because when you have inner power and when you feel really good and juicy being by yourself, those things start to count less and less. You care about you. You speak to you about the kind of person you are. You forgive yourself for things that maybe others won't. It doesn't matter as long as you have that good relationship with you 
then all of the power from other people or other external factors seem to fade away. And there's something really special about that relationship with yourself, with you, with you, and me, with me. But also there's something that happens where the anxiety starts to fade because you care less because the person that you're really needing to care about is into you and does care most about you and is showing up for you and that is you. And all of a sudden, all those worries about whether you're going to get that job or whether you're going to, I don't know, have that fourth date with that dude or whether you're going to fix a particular problem with someone in your life, it, it starts to fade away. And not to the point, you know, where it necessarily has to go to nowhere, but you just start to like yourself more, get on your own page and take the weight out of those factors. It allows you to see clearly, it allows you to make better decisions for yourself and it allows you to, I don't know, see the riff and the raff and see what's, what's what, much clearer. Because when we've got external factors kind of shouting at us that we are this, you are this, you are that, do it this way, do it that way, it's very hard to see clearly on what is right for you. So when you're your own mate, this will happen. When you uh, start to be really comfortable in your own company or even get to the point like I did where I brought myself joy and genuine joy, not just joy where you say you're happy on your own or say you're happy, where you felt it, then that's the place that allows the rest of the world to seem a little bit less intense. That's the place where you start to step up and get some clarity on what you want and how things are going in your life. And maybe you don't do any of those things and you just have a fucking awesome day with yourself. (laughs) So I hope that this has, has, I don't know, maybe found something in you. It could be a million different things because I've covered so many different things in that chat. But that's what is, that's where I'm at. And that's what happened to me uh, this week that I felt I wanted to share with you. So if you feel somebody needs to hear this, whether they are single, whether they are doubting themselves in a situation, or whether they really just need to find a practice to be able to get to know themselves a little bit better than come on board, come and say good day. listen to this podcast. Uh, there are so many different ways you're finding your intuition worksheet that's online as well if you want to take this work a little bit further or um, we're doing an autumn opening of the group coaching. We've got a couple spots available and you can email support at stacyjune.com. We do payment plans and it is a life changer. You learn how to do you know, beginnings of meditation, law of attraction, letting go of blocks, working through stuff that are making you anxious. It really worked for the chicks that we did the first time. So I'm wrapped to be doing it again because that was, it was a, it was a, wasn't a trial because the trial has definitely been me on me, but I hadn't shared the me on me stuff in a, in a way like that before. So it was, it was fucking awesome to be honest. So if you are thinking about it and, um, and you want to do it and think, ah, screw it, this is the sign then by all means, use it and, and contact contact me there. Um, hit me up this week. You can share the podcast on your socials 
or do a rating and review on your podcast apps or iTunes. It, of course, helps me at this point of the game. Sharing the love is the absolute key and I think it's really the essence that I want to want to collect and, and then grab and, and encourage you to do um, on this show. That's essentially where I want to start this. So um, I really appreciate you being here as usual. I hope you have a beautiful weekend with you, with you, and have a bit of a think about how you can uh, get to know yourself and your, your inner friend a little bit better today. Till next time, guys, find the funny in the fucked for me, would ya? I'll catch you soon. Bye. Bijou Podcasts, the home of Taboo Conversations. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.